Championship weekend. We have found our two teams who are going to be playing in Super Bowl 56. And it's one not to be missed. Hello and welcome to the Division B podcast Championship Weekend. As always, joined by Mr. Ben Georgell. Ben, how are you? Uh, not not always joined by me, but predominantly joined by me. Ninety uh, percent of the time. More yeah, I, I think for the first week in 2022, I'm not ill. <laughs> You're feeling better. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot better. I have control of my body. So no. No, no little breaks this. No time, little breaks this week, unless there's a fire or something. But I highly <laughs> doubt there will be. I mean, you never know with uni. So, how are you? Very true. Very true. How did you find Championship Weekend? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, sorry, I've got a pillow in my mouth. Yeah, it was, I mean, the Cincinnati game was bonkers, which we're obviously going to dive yeah, we into. Don't know who won yet? Um, obviously, no spoilers. And. I, I tried my best to stay up for the Rams game, but I was absolutely knackered. So I watched the highlights in the morning, and it looked very tight, very close. Mm. Um, how are your feelings on this weekend? You know what? Championship weekend, It's I love it, but I also hate it, mm. because now I know there's not a game this week, and the next guy, time we're going to see a game is going to be the last one for nine months. It's, but like, it's really upsetting to see. This, this week... We have the Pro Bowl games, and they are so fun to watch. They are good fun to watch. I, I mean, the I proper... actually enjoy watching the Pro Bowl as well, personally. I do. I like it. I didn't like it last year when they did it on Madden. Well, they can. I know they obviously they yeah. couldn't, but I mean, the year before was good. Um, but yeah, I've really. It's like it's the end now. It's as much as I love the Super Bowl and the and all the build up to it. You, you, you realise it's the last one and you're going to have to wait until the middle of September to get it back up and running again. I know we will be off-season fun as well, but do you not do you not find it a little bit sad? I don't know because I, I quite enjoy the off-season of the NFL. You know, last year when we were when we were getting this up and going and yeah, we were, off, we were on doing this exact thing and we were getting our Twitter reports through with Bill Belichick <laughs> just absolutely slamming the checks out to mm. the big boys. I mean... You know, we, we've got the we've got the combine back this year with pro days only yes. if required, which is a good couple of weeks mm. that you just sit down and you can put NFL Network on in the background and there'll be something relative <laughs> with the NFL. Um, yeah, it's true. Actually, I feel like the worst months are like literally the summer months when you get to June, yeah. June, July. That's a bit May, awkward. May, June before OAT, uh, OTAs, and then then preseason, and then. You slowly wet your appetite for it, and then mm. bang, we're back. Twenty twenty two season, but anyway, it's more than just the end of the twenty twenty one season. Yeah, twenty twenty one season this week. Brandon, as as we commonly say, messaged our I chat the other day, away. and um, he was pretty hurt. And uh, I'm going to leave this for, for Brandon to 
waffle for a period of time. Um, Brandon, my shoulder's here if you need it at all in this segment. I've always believed the sport of football was an all-in proposition. If 100% competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed. And success is what I love so much about our game. There is a physical, mental and emotional challenge every single day that has allowed me to maximise my highest potential. And I've tried my very best these past 22 years. There are no shortcuts to success on the field or in life. This is difficult for me to write, but here it goes. I'm not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I've loved my NFL career and now it's time to focus my time and energy on other things that require my attention. Peyton Manning has come out and said it was an honour and privilege to compete against him. I truly admire his friendship off the field. I've admired, I've admired his commitment to the best. Legendary quarterback John Elway has said he's a true winner who's handled himself with class throughout his career. Russell Wilson has come out and said congrats to the greatest. And Jalen Ramsey has said the best quarterback of all time retired. Dang, he threw his last touchdown on me. Obviously, the person we're talking about, 22 years, Tom Brady has finally retired. 1st of February, 2022 is where his season ends. Um, 22 years in the league. Seven Super Bowl champion, time champion, more than any other team. That's not, that's not play, that's team. He has more Super Bowls than any other team. Five-time Super Bowl MVP, which is the most. Three-time NFL MVP. 15-time Pro Bowler, which is the most. Six-time All-Pro. NFL's all-time passing leader with 600... Passing touchdown leader with 624. NFL's all-time passing yard leader with 85,520. Most career wins. Most wins as starting quarterback. Most playoff wins. Most starts. Most pass attempts. Most pass completions. Most 20-pass touchdown seasons. Most games of touchdown. Most games of two or more touchdowns. And last year, the most passing yards with 5,316 and touchdowns of 43. He's led his team to a conference title game in 14 of his 21 healthy seasons, which is 66.7% of the time. And his career completion percentage was 64.2%, meaning he was more likely to reach a conference title game, which is fitting for championship weekend, than make a complete and pass. He's... He's finally gone. What, what do you think, Ben? Uh, the, the goat of the sport. I think I think that's really all you need to say to sum it up. A lot of people saying he's the best athlete of all time. Mm. I'm not going to get into that. My personal views are going to resist on this one this time. Um, you know, set of seven rings on one person, not on a building, not on a franchise, not in an ownership, on, on one single human being. I don't know if that will ever get done again. Um you know, I mean, he, what he means to, I think, the NFL as a whole, it's mental to think this man has been in the NFL longer than we've been in, we've we've been alive, yeah. um, and it's it's quite surreal to believe that we're going to see a. I mean, we've been following it for five and seven years, really, and for the first time in that seven years and five years, whatever, we're not going to see him there, and it's. It's an end. It's an it's an end of an era. You've now got these new great starting quarterbacks coming through, and all this young proposition. You see your your likes of Joe Burrows and Patrick Mahomes, but this man is a 
he he is what made the NFL great in this um, huge in this country, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's even just this country. I think it's across the world, mm. uh, even probably boosting it in America. Um, he isn't just an athlete, you know. He's a, he's a great human being. Yep. Not really done much wrong, like we're seeing in this country at the moment with a lot of our athletes. Mm. Um, you know, just just a top role model for millions of of kids and even adults around the world of of how to conduct yourself on and off yeah. the sports field. So. What a career! What a man! What a living legacy! And you know, it's, the man will be in that le- in the league. I wouldn't be surprised if he's whether he comes back as a commissioner, whether mm. he is a coach. We've spoken about previously. Gets into punditry. Who knows? All three maybe on the cards for him. I mean, he's going to yeah. have offers left, right, and centre. So it's the day he stops playing, but it's not the day he leaves the sport. I like that, Ben. I like that. So that's that's very fine words from you. Um, I did make it clear that the, the thing I was reading at the start of this was part of his statement, his mm. first paragraph from his I'm statement. glad you said that because that was the point I was going to come oh, up nice. on. I reckon, do, do you think it's obviously the decisions by himself, but do you think the games that Mahomes and Burrow have been in and specifically their game this weekend that we'll get into later, do you think him watching that may have gone, you know what, I don't know if I could even do that anymore? I think 100%. I think we mentioned it last week when he lost. We were like, can he really be afford? Can he really afford to be hit again at the age of 45, which he turned the next time he plays? Can he really be afford to hit, get hit four or five times a game, for example, whatever? Um, and I think as well, you you, you want to give these. I know it sounds quite arrogant, being like, because I'm the best, I want to give these other ones a chance. But I think it's it's a fair. It's a fair point. He's had his stint. He's had 22 years, which is more than pretty much anyone's ever going to have at quarterback. Um, and I think for him, he can finally sit down on a Sunday and, and relax watching it mm. rather than being involved and always think. I know he's, he'll always think about it as a sport and have that mentality for it, but it's not like he can finally relax and know... I don't have to be in this situation anymore, which I think he'll hate, but I think he'll also love because he needs to have that that time to himself. Um, pretty much half his life he's been in the league playing American football. Now he says he wants to spend more time with his family and everything. So I think he's just maybe going to be grateful that he can see the likes of Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Patrick stands, Mahomes coming through yeah. the ranks. Yeah, um, which are really all. All probably quarterbacks because of him. They've grown up watching this guy and admiring this guy, and he's able to now look at them and be like, "Wow." I, yeah, you know, I, I think the other thing is 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 the sports in safe hands. It's the same with 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 European football when mm. when Messi and Ronaldo eventually go. We've got Haaland and Mbappe coming through as the two next big things, and I'd say in terms of the NFL, obviously there's Brady, but you've got God, how many quarterbacks could fill those shoes? You've got Mahomes, yeah. you've got Burrow, you've got Herbert, you've got Kyler, you've got Lamar. Mac. Mac. Pro Bowl Mac. <laughs> Pro Bowl Mac, exactly. You've got an absolute shed load of young talent there. And for all we know, the next one could be in the mid-first round pick in the 2022 draft. I mean, I don't think there's actually a better time to start watching the NFL or fading into a new era i think it's unbelievable so obviously it's a sad day because the goat's gone but 
what a place to be in. I'm, I, I think it's just going to open the door for the 2022 season. Yeah, absolutely. I think what sums up is what you said um, perfectly. Even though the goat's out of the door, he, he's left the NF. He's left the sport. Uh, he's left the. What did you say? <laughs> it's like he's left the field, but he hasn't left the sport or something. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, yeah. Pretty much, um, yeah. I can't remember word for word. <laughs> God, it's, yeah, I, I thought it was a really good comment. I've completely forgotten it. So have you, but um, I think yeah, fair play to him. Twenty-two years, seven Super Bowls. I think it deserves a round of applause. Tom Brady, thank you. Got a bit emotional. Ben, do you want to kick in off week, in the it? week? I know you want a few. You got a few little things to say. Yeah. So I mean, where better to start really than uh, keeping it on Patriots theme? We have um, <laughs> it's the the best. What's the word? Uh, what's the comment? The band's back together. Um, what's the polar opposite? The band is well and truly breaking up. You've lost Brady. <laughs> you're losing a lot of other people in the in the uh, New England franchise. Um, your OC Brandon. Yes, he's won all. He's been part of the coaching staff for all six of your rings. Three-time OC as part of... Uh, three times winning the rings. He was your OC. There I go. Got there eventually. <laughs> What's his name again? I always forget his name. Jo- Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Had a job. Denver Broncos head coach 16 years ago. He went 6-11 and 11 as their head coach. He got fired. He tra- he brought in Tim Tebow. Bet you didn't know that. He traded Tim Tebow. Uh, he didn't trade with Tim Tebow. I don't know what's going on in my mind today. He drafted Tim Tebow, which is why he then went to the Patriots. Tebow went to the Patriots. Oh, no, he went to the Jets. Um, where is he now, Brandon? He's at the Las Vegas Raiders. Good appointment? Yes. Yeah. I think. Oh, that's a change of tune from earlier. <laughs> well, I think I was a little bit in denial, Ben. I don't want him to leave. Um, they also acquired Dave Ziegler, Ziegler who was our GM, is now their GM, so they're basically nicking everyone from the Patriots organisation. Um, next thing you know, Bill Belichick's going to be bloody cleaning up the nightclub in their in their end zone um, next year. But I think that is a fantastic appointment. Um, I know you mentioned about the head coaching role before. Young man at the time, hadn't had a lot of experience. He's, I think, been a new offensive coordinator since, like, 2000 like you say three times three different stints or whatever it's been um that's a fantastic appointment for them it, they're in a difficult division where you could be seeing Aaron Rodgers go to Denver um got, got Mahomes twice a year at got least Mahomes, Herbert twice a year at least um but I think he's gonna really succeed because he's worked under Bill Belichick who's arguably the and- greatest coach ever and He's, and he's got with his own the idea. greatest quarterback ever as his quarterback exactly. for the majority of his time. Absolutely. Um, so I think it's a fantastic appointment for them. I just, I mean, I'd like to see him do well. Um, but yeah, it's super, superb for them. I I don't know what's going to happen to the Patriots anymore. We we got bloody Steve Belichick running our some of our like special teams or whatever. Bill's son, so he's really finding. Finding He's the family nah. business now. I don't know. I, I His son's been there for a very long time as part of the coaching staff, so I think he's in safe hands. I, I, he may actually be our defensive coordinator. What now? I don't actually know. What, what does he do? 
all I just see him being is a meme. Because it's just like, and he's, he's got, got an amazing beard. He's got a lovely, oh, what is it? Oh, yeah. Um, but yes, what, what, do you, what do you think about him? Yeah, what? I mean, I, so earlier for those, for my uh, earlier reference, you know, Brandon earlier gave him a little message when it was confirmed. Brandon in absolute denial. Oh no, he's crap. He's shit. He's not going to do a job. Um, if you're Derek Carr, uh, I think you're worried. I think you mm. need to show up in OTAs. I think you need to show up in in preseason. Um, you know what's to stop Rogers going there and wow. being in Vegas? Why not end your career in Vegas with one of the best OCs to brace the game mm. with someone who's worked with Brady for many years, getting to know his game? I think. The Raiders is going to be a new hotspot. I, I really do. I, I don't see how they can't be. You know, he's been given... It, it sounds like he's really getting given the keys to drive that car forwards. So, I mean, you know, I, I don't think there's one division other than the NFC East that isn't isn't constantly progressing. And the AFC West could be the new big dog division, uh, conference really, because outside of the NFC West and AFC North, there isn't really another one like it, but mm. boy, that AFC West is shaping up to be truly, truly competitive. Yeah, it's looking good. Um, it is going to be interesting to see what how he, like you said to me earlier, how he deals with Mahomes um, twice a year and Herbert twice a year. But if he can, as people know, he's worked with Brady or whatever they may be, like you say, quarterbacks may be driven to go to go to them. Um, Las Vegas and it is it is a lovely city in terms of if you want to party all night and drink all day. Um so yeah, great appointment for the Raiders, not so great for the Patriots, but people have to have a chance, you know. They you can't be living in as an offensive or defensive coordinator all your life. You gotta you gotta move on if you're good enough. Absolutely. As we know for the for the players as part of the job, you never know where you're gonna be, and it's absolutely the same for coaches, but I mean what Brian Flores has been linked really heavily with Houston over the last mm. 24 hours. Um, I don't know who else has been. Oh, the the Bills lost their offensive coordinator. Yeah, the Bills offensive coordinator, Brian Dayball, is now the new head coach of the Giants. Um, it's going to be a bit of a change from him going from Josh Allen to Daniel Jones, Ben. What's, uh, <laughs> what's, what's, what's he going to be like there? I mean, he's had one of the best offences in the last two years at, at Buffalo. Is it going to be... It's going to be tricky to try and get something like that again. Well, they've got a new GM there as well, um, mm. who used to be at the Bills, I believe. So it's another similar situation to what's happening over in Vegas. Um, I, I think I, I think it's going to be very weird this year in the NFL because you, you really have half the teams. You have a roster and a coaching staff who can compete and have history of getting there if their roster isn't as strong. You know, we look at the Steelers, for example, with that great coaching staff, being there, done it multiple times. Even if they don't have the strongest roster, they still find a way. So it's weird. I think I think this year we're really going to have a divide of you either rebuilding mm. or you're competing. And I, again, I just think the league's going to be upgraded in 2022. Yeah. Um, also, a few more head coaching roles. The Packers offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, is now the new Broncos head coach. And obviously the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers he loved Hackett as his offensive coordinator he's now gone to Denver where they are maybe searching for a quarterback does this really does it all link up for Aaron Rodgers going there I I mean you can't imagine him staying at the Packers now he doesn't like the GM 
Um, Matt Lafleur, I, I don't really rate Matt Lafleur. Yes, he honest. Has he won? Oh no, he has won a playoff game, hasn't? Or oh, has he? No, he has. He has. He has won a yeah. couple. Yeah. I don't rate him though. Does he go to? Does he join Nathaniel Hackett at the Broncos? I, I'm not going to. And say. is it a good appointment? I think it's a good appointment. I think, uh, I think if you can take someone from a from a great coaching tree like like that, I, I, it's weird. I think the Packers coaching tree is more of the franchise, not from the head coach. You know, mm. again, it's one of those historic teams that even if their roster isn't as strong, they'll find ways to compete and find ways to get into where they need to be. Um, so taking that over to Denver, very similar in terms of weather and conditions. Obviously, you've got the advantage of the Maha Stadium. I. You've got a great receiving core. You've got a good core of defense. It's just getting those final pieces together for the puzzle. And I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple, not not necessarily in 2022, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen. But definitely yeah. 2023, they're in playoffs in my opinion. Wow. That's a massive shout. Um, I know we're talking about head coaches. I've just seen a tweet come through um, from a guy I follow called Ari Mirov. Um, he's pretty good. He's... He's tweeted this, former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores, which we've already spoken about, is suing the NFL and the Giants, allegedly racism in their hiring process. Flores has text from Bill Belichick congratulating him for getting the job, but Flores had yet to interview. The text was meant for Brian Dayball instead. I don't, I don't know what, what has that got to do with racism? Basically, Belichick's. Belichick's text Brian Flores saying congratulations for getting the job, but it wasn't actually it was meant to be doing for Brian Dayball. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He does put the 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 texts are on the tweet. I don't. Is there uh, a racism type thing in there? I don't know. Uh, uh I feel like this isn't really our area. <laughs> Oh no! I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on, but they're interesting. Interesting, anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know why we. Yeah, that's, apologies. I didn't know actually know what, the, <laughs> what that tweet was saying. All I saw was suing NFL. Um, okay, sorry. Back on track. The Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus is now the new Bears head coach. Um, the Colts having a great defense over the last few years. What can he do to the Bears? Uh, it's they've tried the offensive coordinator, didn't work. Um, with Matt Nagy, who did draft. I mean, he came in with Mitch Trubisky a year after Mitch Trubisky was drafted, which I just think is so gutting for him. Um, mm. but he did draft Justin Fields, and they have the future there. So, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it does seem like the more successful teams are defensive orientated. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know enough about him to 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 say where I stand on that, but going the opposite way to where they were, so maybe it's the best thing for them. Mm, nice. Um, and finally, not head coaching, but Big Ben on Wednesday. It seems like a long time ago. Finally announced his retirement after 18 years and two Super Bowls. Um, yeah, it's so gonna well it's de- definitely gonna be clouded over after the Brady news, isn't oh, it? Yes, yeah, percent. <laughs> right, um, let's get into let's get into the games. Let's get into the proper, it's only taken us proper football half yeah, an hour. Um, okay, <laughs> early game on Sunday. Wow, Cincinnati Bengals twenty seven, Kansas City Chiefs twenty four. Oh my 
God, what a game! Unreal. Um, I was I was watching the commentary, and um, oh, I can't. I can't. It, it was Tony Romo, mm. and Romo says at the beginning of the second quarter, the Bengals are a second half team. We won't expect too much, but watch them come out after the break, full front, no matter what the score is. Yeah, at half time. The Chiefs go in 11 points up. That is the mm. score that the Bengals were down by earlier in the season when they played. They came out and they won that game. They did the exact same again in the biggest game of all of their lives. You know, yeah. Burrow goes and throws for 250 yards, two touchdowns, Chase and Perrin on the, receive, on the receipts of those. Defense gets three sacks and two tackles for loss on, on the Chiefs. That is a way to go into Arrowhead, assert your dominance. I think that's the first game Mahomes has lost without winning, without scoring more than 30 points in the playoffs. If somewhere I think it's the first time Mahomes has lost after winning the coin toss. Um, yeah. You heard what the you heard, you heard the crowd as soon as they won that coin toss and they they just ended up bottle it basically this, um, this, this is why Romo is the best pundit in the NFL because he said I don't know why they're caught I don't know why they're cheering <laughs> it's just the coin toss the ball hasn't even been <laughs> snapped yet and look at that I mean Romo has gone on and absolutely called it um yeah I mean joint largest comeback in a championship game 18 points last time was the Colts versus the Patriots where the Colts won and end up going on to win the Super Bowl that year um Four straight years at Arrowhead for the AFC title game and four years as a starter for Patrick Mahomes. He actually ties the record in this game for 11 touchdown passes in a single postseason. But like you mentioned, that Cincinnati defense really came up clutch in that second half. After that, you saw at the end of the first half where um, I think it was probably the biggest mistake they could have made is when there's five seconds left in the first half and the Chiefs are on the Bengals' one-yard line. Um they were already 21-3 up and they tried to go for a touchdown and failed. So instead of just trying to get the points, which like you mentioned, Tony Romo said, just get the three points and go into the half 21 points up. They tried to be greedy, tried to get a touchdown and it stayed at 17. Um, no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, stayed at 17. No, it was 11, wasn't it? it was 11. I'm such an idiot. Instead of trying to make it 18 points up, Made it 11. If they made it 14 points up, that's two touchdowns. So I think that's really where they got hit. And Patrick Mahomes is just a bottle job. Um, <laughs> he is. Do you not think he's a? Do you not think he's a bottle job? Um, I, I don't think it's on him. To be honest with you, I think you know. Last week we said the Bengals need to come out, be dirty, play a grotty game, almost make it schoolboys versus men, and mm. kind of go for their knees. And they just didn't do that. They just planned the game so well. Um, you know, as I said, Romo said they're a second half team, and in the second half they were unreal. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mahomes still threw for two hundred and seventy-five yards and three touchdowns with Kelsey, eleven targets, ninety-five yards, one touchdown off ten receptions. Um, Tyreek Hill wasn't really a threat. I think no. the Bengals did terrifically to to box him in, and the same with Hardman. Yeah, the. In, like you said about Tyreek Hill, in the first half, Tyreek Hill had 78 yards receiving. In the second half, zero. Yeah. They really, what um, 
don't know what his uh, what his name is, the defensive coordinator. Um, but what he did at half time literally just changed the game on its yeah. head. I don't know what he said to them players and what they did, but being able to be eighteen points, uh, seventeen. I don't fucking know how many points down they were um, at one point. I think it was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at one fit, point. But, but again, we, we said it last week with the kickers. It, it's almost the playoff mm. for the kickers this this year, isn't it? McPherson yeah. got four out of four again, getting them to overtime and then winning them the game. Just he's great, isn't he? Unbelievable. Under under a lot of pressure as well. That last one in the in overtime, you you see a lot of um, kickers really cracking under the pressure in lesser games, especially if you're a rookie. Mm. Um, rookie in anything to be fair but he really took it took it on his stride and took them to the Super Bowl sent them to the Super Bowl Cincinnati oh no came from nothing literally, literally nothing what they were 4 and 4 and 13 4 11 and 1 last year 4 11 and 1 mm. um, is devil's advocate here this isn't my point of view okay is this a fluke? Like next year, regardless of what happens in free agency and the draft, do we see the same Bengals that we've seen this year? I don't think you do because I think it's so hard to be a consistent team in the NFL, especially when you're a new consistent team. Uh, sorry, a new good team. Mm. Um, you see it a little bit with the Bucks last year when you had Tom Brady joining. They're like, how the how the fuck is this going to play out? And they ended up winning the Super Bowl this year. Teams are able to suss them out a little bit. They know their game plan. Same with the Browns. Same with the Browns, exactly. And with this Bengals side, you know you've got. You didn't know you didn't know at the start how Joe Burrow was going to play because he only had six games last year. Um, you didn't really have an understanding about how it's going to pan out for the whole season. And also bringing in Jamar Chase, you don't know whether that's. And in preseason, he was dropping absolutely everything. Exactly. So, I think it's very difficult to be a fantastic team year in year out. Um, even if you're the Chiefs and Mahomes getting to four straight AFC Championship games, you've only won half of them. I know that's mm. <laughs> that's still that's not as you know that's not even a good record. That's not even a good record for winning half of them because you're losing on one of them in the Super Bowl anyway. So. Do, 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 you, do you agree? I know you said devil's advocate, but it doesn't really have to be devil's advocate. I, I, think, I think they still take a winning record. And I still think they get playoffs because I, I, I do think looking at everything without off-season additions, they are the best team in the AFC North. And they are probably a top five team in the AFC currently. Um But I, you know, I can't help but get the Browns out of my head. I, I do think Burrow is a lot more consistent than Baker. Hmm. Um, he's a lot more skillful, and we've seen that. And his tools aren't necessarily better, but he knows how to use them better than Baker knows how to use his. So, you know, just an example of that is OBJ or Stafford. We're just seeing what he can do again. Um, and Baker got nothing out of him. So. I think the good thing that that the Bengals have with Joe Burrow is that he knows how to play in big games. You said about that Week 17 game against the Chiefs coming from 11 down and winning that 
um, and then beating the Titans, winning that game, mm. beating who else did they beat? The Raiders? Did they beat the Raiders? They did, didn't they? Wildcard weekend, they beat the Raiders. Um, and Joe Burrow was six and zero in postseason games, going back to college in this year. He hasn't ever. He's never lost a postseason game before, which really sets up a good, <laughs> a good thing. I mean. Him, him, and Tom Brady are the only people to ever beat Mahomes in the playoffs. That's that's not, not a bad too. That's not to be on a level with, is it? Absolutely. Um, and we talk about Jamar Chase, two hundred and seventy nine receiving yards in the postseason so far, which is the most by a rookie ever. Um, and he's still got one game to go. And he only got like sixty this week. <laughs> yeah, not. They are a tough one to call, but like you see every year, it's always a tough one to call. You. I think the Bengals were 10,000 to 1 to get to the Super Bowl at the start of the season. And then look at them now. You see it with the 49ers the other year getting to the Super Bowl after the two years before going pretty much the same record as the Bengals. It's always tough to call, but I think once you're a new good team, it's easy to be sussed out and you have to really have a great coach to work around that so you continuously have new plays and new things other than getting, getting found out. So... Before we get into what we're going to say about the Super Bowl, who are they playing, Brandon? And what was the score in the NFC Divisional game? NFC Divisional game at the home of the Super Bowl. And the team whose home it is, is heading back home. The San Francisco 49ers 17, Los Angeles Rams 20. Before we get into the the, the nitty-gritty of it, have... The Rams laid down the the surface for the Bengals ahead of next week. You know, we saw it last year with the Bucks. Although obviously they were at Lambeau for their NFC divisional game, mm. they were in their house for the Super Bowl. The Rams are in their house for the Super Bowl, and they've just been there for the NFC division, and they've shown nothing phases them. I think is this basically me? Is that you basically asking me who I think is going to win the Super Bowl? Is 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 no no? It's me asking you. Have the Rams shown the the Bengals they need to bring more than just their regular game? Um, I don't think so. I mean, the Forty ers only lost this game because Jimmy G had a lapse of concentration and ended up throwing the ball instead of being sacked. He could have tied it. He only had to throw throw 60 yards, which sounds a lot, but it probably isn't, in like a minute 42. Um, but the Bengals just came back from God knows how many points down. I've lost track now. Um, at Arrowhead Stadium and beaten Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I don't think anything phases that team. Do you... Do you think set in stone? Oh, I just think they have to. Do you have to? How can you? How can you top it up from that? I mean, how? I mean, they didn't have a great first half, but maybe that's what they need. Maybe the Bengals strive on falling down behind. I don't know. Do you think they need? Do you think they need to top Sunday? I I think they do. I, I think. It's, it's such a weird one because neither quarterback's been to the Super Bowl before. Mm. You know, neither neither quarterback had won an NFL playoff game until this season. So, yeah. 
I do think it's it's obviously hosting in their favor with the Rams of being at home and stuff. Of course, of course it is. It makes sense too. But there, there's a ridiculous stat about the quarterbacks. It's like the first time in 19 years where neither Mahomes, Brady, or someone like Peyton Manning has not been in the Super Bowl. That's crazy. But and yeah, now it's going to be it's new. It's new thing. It's uh, I want to talk about the 49ers quick. Um. 49ers ended up started off with a 10 point lead but Jimmy G and his team threw it away literally at the end of the game um is this the end of the road for Jimmy G it's a bit of a tricky one because he's gotten this far I think it it goes down to um camp and Mm. preseason fixtures and what Trey Lance has actually learned over the summer I think it's going down head to head. You know, the thing is with Debo Samuel, with the season he's had, Kittle's obviously going to be there still. Um, Raheem Mostert will be back from injury. They're just going to bulk their roster. San Francisco, mm. the only thing that isn't really attractive about that is the tax rate. But if, <laughs> if sunny, it's warm, you know, his, historic franchise. Um, I, I, I don't think Jimmy will be their starting quarterback next year. And do you think it goes to Trey, or do you think they have to bring? I think up? I think it goes to Trey. I think it goes to Trey. You don't you don't trade up to the fourth pick, or third pick, or whatever it is, and you and, and not play your your quarterback. You don't you don't do that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I think it'll be a massive shock if they go out and try. I know there's a barrel of quarterbacks on the market this off season, but you've got in this guy. Yeah, you've you've your fourth your fourth overall pick. You have got to play him. Um, but I, I mean. For, for possibly your last game, you've thrown 232 yards, two touchdowns, you know, and and for Jimmy, I think he'd be pretty impressed with that. Kittle was boxed up. Jimmy, yeah. um, Debo did, didn't even have a sniff in the air or in the running game. He only had 72 receiving yards and 26 rushing yards. Yeah. Uh, still got a touchdown. But the Rams just knew what they were doing. Aaron Donald was described as the most complete athlete ever to embrace the NFL. Jeez. I mean, you can't. <laughs> You're can't, completely right there. Yeah, I mean, Stafford on the opposite side. I mean, whenever you have that defense, you know. I know it sounds so cliche, but it's just do your job, and he mm. did that this week. Three hundred and thirty-six yeah. yards, the most of any quarterback out of the any four quarterbacks he played this week. Two touchdowns. Obviously, it helps when you have Cooper Cup, who's had a ridiculous season um, with one hundred and forty-two yards. Yeah, off mm. only eleven receptions. That's more than 10 yards per reception. And we're seeing, I think, you know, I think Odell is no longer that WR1 that everyone saw in New York. He's definitely fitting into that slot role incredibly well and just being a nuisance for the defense. Because if you can't mm. throw to Cooper because he's in double or triple coverage, you look under o- Odell's there, still 113 yards off nine receptions. Yeah, I mean... You're the Bengals. You you got to think what to do. Tyler Higby went off injured. I can't remember whether he's going to be back or not for the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. But including that as his tight end, and you still got Cam Akers, Sony Michelle to, to deal with in the run game. The Bengals they, better draw up some incredibly good coverage. Yeah, they do look dangerous. Um, I want to say it's a tough one to call, but. Because literally, you've just beaten the Chiefs. 
But at the end of the day, that the only way that the Bengals are going to win is if they can stop that defense from from the the Rams. I think getting the most diverse athlete is that what you said? Something like that. Most complete, complete, complete yeah. athlete in the league. Put shut down. Then, uh, then you're all good. I think they obviously brought in Von Miller, Matt Stafford, and OBJ um, over the end of the off season and also at the start of this season, which raised a few question marks because they weren't really looking to the future. They were looking to win now. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. Is that a good strategy to move with? Win now. Or do you have to look for the future? Because it's a little bit different. Like you see the Bucks last year winning now, but now Brady's leaving. You know, if you, Gronk's if you, probably going to leave. Bruce Arians is going to leave, and then you're you're in that rut again. If you win now, you attract. And we saw that with the Bucks. They had all 22 starters resign their contracts last yeah. year. A lot of them multi-year. A lot of them one year. Mm. You know, even if they lose, say six of their starters <laughs> out of 22, you still have what's that 16 starters yeah. you know we think um chris goodwin not chris yeah chris goodwin we chris think Goldwyn, chris yeah. goblin's going more than likely so what you still have mike evans and whatever the little uh tom tom miller scotty is it? miller scotty miller you know oh well yeah. you lose antonio brown as well oh well still got a great roster we're still tamper in a very open division or conference sorry um I think the Rams have hit the nail on the head. You've still got a young coach who you know is not going anywhere unless he majorly cocks up. Why not win now and attract more people to come and say, you know what, I want to go and play for Stafford for two years. I want to go and run next to Cooper. I want to go and be that franchise-leading running back. I think they've got it sorted. And now Stafford has finally shown up in playoffs. We may mm. see him for three, four, five more years longer than we anticipate. Yeah, he's a lot better. Than he's He's been able to show his talents this year. Um and Sean McVay came into this game 0-6 in the last six games versus the 49ers, but winning the big one. It doesn't really matter if you're playing them week four and you lose. Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah, I'll beat you in the bloody conference championship game, you dick. Right um, then. That's probably what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut to the chase. Super Bowl weekend. Bengals out the Rams. Who are you taking? I don't want a reason. I want the name. Shall we do our scores? Shall we put our scores in the prediction? No, 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 no. no. We've got two weeks. Injuries could happen. We're saving that. So just the name. Just the name. The Los Angeles Rams. Ben. Super Bowl weekend. I just want the name. I don't want any description. Who's winning the Super Bowl? Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, 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 oh. Called it with JJ Watt. I trust my gut instinct. <laughs> you were trying to trick me talking about all them good things about the Rams and then No, I'm gone... not saying I'm not saying anything. For our predictions, listeners, that we do, we have we have a bet every year. We do our predictions all the way through the season. It may change. It may change for that. Because we have two weeks. We have two weeks. Injuries could happen. Whatever could happen. I'm not putting mm. it down. But right now, I believe the Bengals. And with that, should we go into the second half? Yes.
and we are into the second half after that sound that I am back to announcing. Um, what if, Brandon, we've moved away from this weekend's mighty antics? Apologies. I've got more information. I'm sorry, Ben, on this, on this head coach. Brandon. Oh, no, we're in the second half. Sorry, I thought you were going to say to do with the Rams of 49ers. <laughs> no, I apologise. I've got we've got more information on this. Is is it actually relevant? We're not good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores also claims that the owner Stephen Ross of the um, Giants at the time offered a hundred thousand dollars for each time the team lost in 2019, so they could get a better draft pick. Ross got upset when they kept on winning down the stretch, landing them to get the number five pick. Joe Burrow went number one. He paid the players to do even worse so they could get. Picked. No wonder Joe Judge had a massive party after he got fired. He had all the money yep. to do it with. Talking of parties, another thing from this, I'm sh- I apologise, this will be the last thing. Brian Flores also adds that he interviewed with the Broncos in 2019, but GM John Elway and President Joe Ellis showed up an hour late. They looked completely dishevelled, and it was obvious they had been drinking the night before. They eventually hired Vic Fangio. That's the problem. They're saying that there's like racism going on, saying... He's not treated equally. Mm. Yeah. Mental. That's enough. Apologies. That's some breaking news live. Right. Let's let's get back to it. Back on script. What if, Brandon? Would you like to lead this week? I'll lead, yeah. Okay, Ben. I'm sorry about that, Ben. That's right. Don't apologise, mate. Broke your stride. Um, okay, Ben. What if the Chiefs didn't have an 11-point lead at halftime and score in a touchdown in three of his first four possessions? Would complacency not come into play? Would there be a new defensive strategy from Cincinnati? <laughs> you could say proud. they were quite complacent, you're, weren't they? You're very proud of this one, aren't you? I am very proud. Oh. So had they taken the touchdown and had the complacency played off? No, I, if they... If they didn't have an eleven-point lead, so if they were like down to four points, or whatever, because they had a massive lead at halftime mm. still, and obviously that changed Cincinnati's strategy. If it was like four or five or six or seven, would they have gone on to win because it was a lot closer? And I don't think so. Kept there. No, wow. I don't think so. I think we've seen it all the way through the year. Cincinnati, as you as you even put it, like to be behind, and they come yeah. out and they fight. You suss them out. And you go, right, okay, so we know what they're doing. So who can we target? Who can we make their first string receiver? Let's take out Kelsey. Let's take out Hill. Okay, they're going to run the ball. They're going to give it to Hardman. We can get Hardman in single coverage because he isn't going to beat our number two cornerback. Bosh. I think Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow still take Cincinnati to the Super Bowl. Interesting. Do you agree? I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think... Obviously, I don't know what was said at halftime to change the way the defense played, but I feel like if it was like five point lead instead of an eleven, the Chiefs would be continuing to play the same way, and the Bengals will try to continue to play the same way because they're like, okay, we just need a touchdown. We just need to stop them maybe once, and then we can mm. get a touchdown. Then we just need to stop them maybe again, and then we get another touchdown. I think it changes the whole game, and I think the Chiefs go on to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Well, we do know that the Cincinnati Bengals win and they're in the Super Bowl, so it doesn't really yes. matter. I'm right. Uh, I'm proud of that as well. <laughs> that, they're in there. that was a good one. I enjoyed that one. 
Right, Brandon. We're going back a week. Oh, no. What if the Packers gave more reins to Rodgers? Do we see them in the NFC playoff game over the 49ers and beating the Rams? What do you mean my reins? It's like control. Oh, like the reins. The Packers. Oh, I see. Um, I think absolutely. I think the, the, the reason why the Packers haven't been to the Super Bowl in God knows how many years and failed in the NFC Championship game for God knows how many years is because um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the control, which he always wanted, which he always deserves. In the drafts, they haven't drafted an offensive player in the last, God knows, eight years or so, something ridiculous. In the first like, two rounds, I think. Yeah. That is. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but they scored, what, one touchdown and a field goal against the 49ers? It's snowing. It's like it's, minus it's sixteen. Yeah. I think I think they win if they give him more control, but that's just the Packers. That's how they are. They they don't like giving control to their players. They just mm. like sitting on their sitting on their asses and doing it for themselves, which isn't a success. Well, it is a success, but they haven't won any Super Bowls in the last. <laughs> so it's not 10. a success because they haven't got the only no. thing that matters. Correct. What do you think? I agree. I think I think if if you give full control to to Rogers. On the team he wants, I think you go all the way. I I genuinely be that. I think we saw it with Randall Cobb, the confidence in the first ten weeks. You know, mm. not just having Devonte Adams, but having uh, is it what's his name? Their running back, Rogers, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones. That's it. I knew it was the same first name or surname. Aaron Jones. <laughs> you know, having Aaron Jones, Devonte Adams, and Randall Cobb just showed Rogers was a lot more confident in, in his tools. Yeah. So why not give him a proper tight end? Why not give him two more wide receivers who can actually catch a ball deep on a good pace with who, you know, you don't need to make eye contact with with Rodgers mm. to get the ball. I think they're absolutely wasted and I hope Rodgers goes because I almost feel like the Packers don't deserve him anymore. Yeah, it seems like it's too little too late now. Mm. Though. He's, he's had it for the last God knows how many years and it's, yeah. He probably should go for his own <laughs> his well, own career. Yeah. Player of the week? Yes, Move sir. On. Sure. Swift you. Yeah. Moving on swiftly. Quite a little jumpy today, isn't it? But <laughs> wouldn't expect it any other way. <laughs> right. Player of the week. It's got a hard one this week because I didn't want to repeat three-peat Joe Burrow. And I'm not just saying that because... I love Joe Burrow. He is the king of the Vision B podcast. His name you even suits it. Um, but there's a man who stats outbeat him. And there's a man who he will be facing in LA in a week's time. And it's a man who hadn't won a playoff game until this year either. And it is Matt Stafford. Matt mm. Stafford of the LA Rams, 337 yards, as said earlier, two touchdowns, 31 out of 45, meaning he only missed 14 passes, going to his first ever Super Bowl after winning his first ever divisional uh, playoff game. Matt Stafford, you are the Division B Podcast Player of the Week. But, yeah, I think it was an interesting one. I was going to go Cooper Cup as well. I think he was in the race, obviously. He's just a GOAT this this year. Um, but I just I think you're absolutely correct with um, Matt Stafford like you mentioned about his first 
really appearance ever in the playoffs. What is his first? No, it's not. Not first, first appearance, first win. Apologies, yeah. Um, <laughs> Bless me. That was a loud one. Um, but yeah, he's a he thoroughly de- thoroughly deserves everything that he's he's had this year, um, and he's finally had a chance to shine. It's actually our first ever Rams play we've had this season. I don't think we really paid much attention to Aaron Donald because we almost just expected it. But I almost think if we did look at the defense properly, he would have been there probably three or four times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Instead, we've put bloody who, who have we got in here? We got bloody Tyler Huntley. You know, next year what we should do is, mate. We got what's his name? What's his name? Mike White. We got the fucking Jets quarterback. Remember <laughs> we won't hit him. Eh? No, he deserved it though. You know, you know what we should do next year. Go we on. should do whoever's week it is. They bring a defensive player and an offensive player, and we vote. Oh, that's so long though. Oh, but what, what else are we gonna do with our time? We're both going to be employed next year. <laughs> Fine. But, but I like... Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. At least we vote. Yeah. Anyway, okay, cool. for this week, it is Matt Stafford, the first Ram, heading to his first Super Bowl. What a man. Well done, sir. Well done, sir. What's next? I think it's wide receiver of the year. Wide receivers. Wide receivers of the year. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you want to do this. There's obviously two. I reckon your WR1, my WR1, your WR2, my WR2. Okay. I think we're probably pretty similar. I, um, I'd, I'd agree. I think I might give you a little curveball or I two. But I'm up for I'm 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 open for debate because Absolutely. I know I could be in the wrong. <laughs> um Well well both my players have made it to the Super Bowl. Um my okay. WR one <laughs> is Cooper Cup from the LA Rams. Um, his receiving yards, 1,947, was a franchise record. He won the receiving triple crown for the first time since Steve Smith Sr. in 2005 to lead the lead in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Finished second in the NFL for receiving yards and second in the NFL history for... Oh, sorry. Sec- finished second in NFL history for the receiving yards and second in NFL history for receptions and a total of 16 touchdowns this year. I mean, you don't have to say much. No, I've got the same. Cooper Cup, wide receiver one, 145 receptions, 13.4 yards per reception on average in regular season. Been a godsend for Stafford, carried his form into the playoffs and helped having OBJ out there now from week 10, I think it was, week 10, week 11. Um, Unbelievable, unbelievable talent this year. And I really hope he, I, I do think he deserves that ring crown at the end Ooh. of this season with the crowns that he's got what is it four receiving records obviously three yeah. of them league one of them with the rams um but what i would if he's not in that mvp discussion i'll be surprised but um yeah i don't, I don't know how you can even look past him as the best wide receiver in the league this year no agreed 100 percent agree who have you put for number two i'll let you take the lead right so i'm assuming yours is jamar chase after you said the other ones in the super bowl uh, it's actually the other wide receiver. Don't know. What T. Name. Higgins? <laughs> yes, mate. He actually had a game on Sunday. He played amazingly well. Yeah, he had, like two massive catches, like six foot high. <laughs> Probably a bit taller than that, considering he's like six three. But yeah, true. <laughs> um, could have been Debo for me. Could have been Debo, but I looked at his stats, mm. and the statistics weren't as 
they were underwhelming. They weren't as strong as perhaps I thought they would be. He was definitely a game changer for the 49ers and deserves to be in the discussion, but not for me. And Jamar Chase as well, obviously, you're going to get into him. So you're probably thinking right now, who have you gone for, Ben? Yeah, who have you gone for? Do you want to have a guess? You get one guess. One guess. Is it and it's not like, a cardinal. I'll give like you that. AFC or NFC? NFC. AFC? NFC. NFC. And he's not a cardinal. Is it Devontae Adams? It's not. It's Justin Jefferson. 108 Ooh. receptions, fourth in the NFL. 1,616 yards, second in the NFL, 10 touchdowns, joint sixth, 15 yards per reception, the big pull for the Vikings and will be more exciting to see who comes in for him at QB next year if it's not Kirk Cousins. What a season. And it's gone so far under the radar. He had a great season last year as well. He's he he broke all of Randy Moss's rookie receiving records, didn't he? And Jamar Chase yeah. has come in and gone, I'm taking that off you. Thank you very much for leading the way as an LSU receiver. I'm coming in as the next one, and I'm taking all the records with me. <laughs> um, I mean, he gets unnoticed because the Vikings didn't have a fantastic season. No. So have I appreciate you looking into that because that's delving deep into the archives of December football and <laughs> November and October football. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a machine. However, I think that my man maybe overtakes we can we can just we can discuss later but i know that you you said about fourth in the league second in the league you know it's it's good it's not great but it's good um well it can't be he can't be first because cooper has all of those (laughs) true um the person i've gone for like ben mentioned jamar chase of the cincinnati bengals is the youngest player in nfl history to catch four touchdown passes in his first three career games he had 754 yards, which set another NFL record for most receiving yards ever by a player in their first seven games. In Week 17 versus the Chiefs, he got 266 yards, which was a franchise record for a single game, but also another NFL record for most receiving yards by a rookie. In Week 18, he passed the Bengals' record for most receiving yards in a single season, finished the regular season with 81 receptions and 1,455 yards, which is fourth as well as 13 touchdowns, which is third. What were Justin Jefferson's for uh, 108 yards? receptions, 1,616 yards, and 10 touchdowns. He has 279 receiving yards this postseason, which is most ever in a season in a postseason by a rookie, and he's still got one more game. Mm, that's right. no interesting to choose who yeah. we want, because records do speak facts, but... I think... Surely? Surely it's Jamar. The I, amount of records so, he's broken. So in my head, what I'm thinking is... He's broken all of Justin oh, Jefferson's yeah, yeah. from last year. But this, 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 this is what I'm thinking. I think if you put Jamar and Justin in terms of they're both vets, in terms of they're not rookies anymore, I think Jefferson takes it. However, because this is first year in the league and as everything Bran has just said of what he's accomplished... You're setting your president in the league and you're setting your expectations. And this is why I think he's taking it over Jefferson because Jefferson had the same kind of year. However, if they're both second year doing what they've done in their rookie years, I think Jefferson would take it. But this, mm. I'll give the wide receiver two to Jamar Chase. Okay. I mean, we've got a pretty good team going on here, haven't we? 
yeah, we've got. Um, uh, we'll we'll let you know. We've got one more player to go, which is the quarterback. Um, but at the moment, what we've got um, defense. We have the Dallas Cowboys, which I think probably, looking back on it, probably wasn't the best decision. Um, in in regular season, okay. Um, running back Jonathan Taylor, absolutely fine. <laughs> Tight ends Mark Andrews, absolutely fine. And now the wide receivers Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase. Uh, if we had a WR three, I think Justin Jefferson is oh, a very yeah, valid. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, we have got a, and I've got a lovely little. I'm going to quickly show Ben a sneak preview of what this animation looks like. <laughs> oh. After next week, everyone will get that. Um, but yeah, fair play to them both. Wide receivers of the years. So, there's not really much left this week, is there? No. There's been a lot. Oh, shit, my phone. <laughs> so the listeners know it's natural. <laughs> no editing. <laughs> Clear cut. um i think the pro bowl is going to be great um i can't wait to actually watch all the all the little games they do i think they start on thursday so the pro bowl is for kids though isn't it i don't think it's for kids i think it's for spectators you enjoy watching the pro i know i kind of like it because it's a lot of fun but these players put 20 20 percent effort in yeah, but that's the point of it, isn't it? Is this full of spectators? You want to do the spectacle things. You want to do the things that everyone's trying to see through the season. Oh yeah, true. You know, it gives them it gives that the competitive edge without anything on the line, other than mm. oh wow, the AFC won this week. Oh god, oh well, go again next year, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> Matt Jones is there now. Matt Jones he v is. Kyler again, not again. Matt Jones v Kyler, full stop. We're playing you next year. Is it, and it's at State Farm, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good fight. Um, before that, though, we've got the slight thing of the Super Bowl. Uh, got the draft. Got draft. an exciting few. I mean, as Brandon said, obviously it's finishing, but it's definitely not stopping. Never stops. Never stops. Um, next week, we're not doing a Pro Bowl review, Ben. I'm so sorry. Is that a week off? No, we're doing a Super Bowl preview. Of course it we are. Be, it can be a reasonably like short one. We've also got the quarterback, um, and we will release we our team of the year. Do we have our and we have our awards, don't we? Our MVP, our rookie of the year. Is that next week? Or yeah, is that the super- that's next. Oh, that's week. next that's week. Pro Bowl week. Oh, it's our award ceremony. Oh shit! Okay, bow, t- bow ties. <laughs> oh fine, we'll just call it the NFL Awards. Yeah, by well, the division, division B awards. Oh yes. Oh, we should get some music. <gasps> I'm gonna get. Oh, it's so exciting! That next week's episode is gonna be the best episode we've ever done. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> I don't know how we can um, carry on this conversation after that. Then. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a shit show of an episode, isn't it? Yeah, it's been. <laughs> it's been so jumpy. <laughs> oh. oh well. There's been we some fun. breaking news. There's been some retirements, and there's also been a whole lot of football. A whole lot of football, and more to come. More to come. Only one more. See you next week, folks.